and welcome to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In last week's episode, we learned about Adam and Eve and how they disobeyed God and ate from the tree that God had told them not to. Everything changed when sin entered the world. In today's episode, we will learn about a man who chose to obey God even when everyone around him was choosing to disobey. He chose to do what was right even when everyone else around him was doing what was wrong. Have you ever felt pressured to do something wrong when you knew the right thing to do instead? Maybe you were in a situation where you felt like you were the only one who chose to do what was right while everyone else chose to do wrong. The man we are going to learn about today is Noah. Noah was a man who the Bible says was righteous and blameless among the people of his time and that he walked with God. What does it mean that Noah walked with God? What do you usually do when you go on a walk with someone? You talk to them. When the Bible says that Noah walked with God, it means that Noah talked with God and knew him like a friend. That reminds me of when God would walk and talk with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Do you remember that? Well, Noah knew God, just like Adam and Eve had, and Noah chose to obey God and follow him. After Adam and Eve sinned, everything changed. The Bible says that the earth became corrupt and full of violence and sin. All the people on earth had become sinful and chosen to disobey God. Everyone that is, except for Noah. The Bible says that God's heart was grieved and filled with pain. Can you imagine that? God's heart was filled with pain over the sin of the people he had created. God's heart was in pain for his creation because they were separated from him since they had chosen to disobey him. God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. I am going to bring a flood on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. But God looked at Noah and with such deep love in his heart, he knew that he found one man who still did what was right, one man who did not follow the example of the sinful people around him, one man who chose to follow and obey God instead. I'm sure Noah's life had not been easy. It's never easy to do the right thing when everyone else is doing the wrong thing. But God looked at Noah and decided he would spare Noah's life and the life of his family because he had been obedient. But how would God save Noah and his family? God commanded Noah to build an ark. Noah was to build a very large boat. A boat so large that it would hold him, his wife, his sons and their wives, and two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with him. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground. Wow, that's a lot of animals to take with you on a trip. 
They were also to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for Noah, his family, and the animals. God told Noah the exact measurements of how big the ark was to be. It was to be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Now just in case you aren't sure how long that is, let me give you an idea. That's longer than an entire football field. Can you imagine preparing for the adventure Noah was about to face? Not only would he have to prepare for himself, but his family and two of every kind of animal. My parents never let me bring even one of our pets along on our family vacations, let alone two of every kind of animal. But the Bible says that Noah did everything just as God commanded him. So Noah and his sons built the ark the Lord commanded him to build. And when the ark was complete, God told Noah, Go into the ark and take your whole family, for I will send rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights. And the Bible says, Noah did everything just as God had commanded him. And so it began. As Noah was standing there by the ark, maybe putting the finishing touches on the boat, I'm sure he heard some rumbling in the trees, and as he turned around, to his amazement, there came the largest pair of elephants walking to him, slowly marching forward as they made their way into the ark. Then, above the treetops, Noah looked up and saw the long, slender necks of a pair of beautiful giraffes as they ducked their heads into the ark, and then plodding up out of the water with their rough, pointy skin and sharp, razor teeth. Noah might have gasped a little in surprise, and maybe even had a worried look on his face as he saw a pair of crocodiles slowly making their way into the ark. And on and on they came, two by two, birds of every kind, furry animals, tiny animals, animals with two legs, animals with four legs, animals that slithered with no legs, male and female they came, as God called them to Noah, and they entered the ark. And after all of the animals had entered the ark, and Noah and his family were safe inside, the Bible says that God shut the the door of the ark. It closed with a loud bang as Noah looked around to his family. And in that moment of silence, after the door of the ark had closed, and they knew they were in for a ride, I imagine that Noah might have led his family in a prayer to God, thanking him for keeping them safe inside. As Noah and his family were waiting safely inside the boat, they suddenly heard a noise on the roof of the ark. At first it was a small noise, a little pitter, and then another pitter, and then a pitter-patter, and another pitter-patter, until heavy showers of rain came flooding out of the sky and bursting up out of the ground. The Bible says that all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. For forty days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. 
the waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. I'm sure Noah's family might have been praying hard. Dear Lord, please let this boat float. The waters rose so high that all the high mountains under the skies were covered. Every living thing left on the earth that moved died. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. Even after the rain stopped, the water stayed high above the earth and continued to flood the earth for 150 days. That's a long time to be stuck in a boat. Noah and his family would look out of the windows of the ark and see water as far as their eyes would take them. As days turned to months, I'm sure they began to wonder if God had forgotten them. Maybe they wondered if they would be stuck in the ark forever. The Bible says three very important words. But God remembered. God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And at the end of the 150th day, the waters began to go down. The waters steadily began to get lower and lower. And for three months, the waters receded and kept lowering until the ark came to rest on the top of a mountain, Mount Ararat. After 40 days of waiting, Noah opened the window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven. Why do you think Noah would send out a bird from the ark? Well, Noah sent out the raven, and it kept coming back to him. Over and over Noah would send the raven, and over and over the raven would return to the ark. Do you know why the raven would return to the ark? Because there was no place for the raven to land. The water was still covering the earth, and Noah knew that every time the raven returned, that it still was not time for them to leave the ark. Then, one day, Noah decided to send out a dove. But the dove could find no place to set its feet either, because there was still water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. Noah waited seven more days, and again the dove returned. But when the dove returned to him this time, the dove returned with a freshly plucked olive leaf in its beak. Do you know what that means? That means that the water had lowered so much that the trees were beginning to grow again. This must have given Noah so much hope. They had been in that ark a very long time, and I'm sure they were ready to get out. Noah waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. But this time, the dove did not return to him. Noah removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every living creature that is with you so they can multiply. So Noah and his family came out of the ark. And do you know what the first thing was that they did? Just like King Jehoshaphat in our first episode, Noah and his family prayed to the Lord. Noah built an altar and praised the Lord and thanked him for saving them. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said, Be fruitful and multiply. And God said to Noah and his sons, I now establish my covenant with you. Covenant is a very important word. 
A covenant means a promise, a promise that cannot be broken by God. God made a promise. He made a covenant with Noah and his sons that never again would there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God gave them a sign in the sky that would always remind them and us of God's promise. Do you know what that sign was? When you look up in the sky and you see the bright, beautiful colors of a rainbow, you can remember that God promised and made a covenant with Noah and his family that he would never again flood the earth. The rainbow in the sky would be a reminder of God's everlasting covenant with his people. God's promise to Noah is a promise for us today, and God never breaks his promises. Just as Noah had walked with God and been faithful to him, God is still looking for those today who will follow him and walk with him and trust him and obey him. It wasn't easy for Noah, I'm sure. He might have even been made fun of for obeying God by building a large, funny-looking boat. The people might not have understood, but Noah didn't let what everyone else was doing influence him or change him. The truth that we find in this story is that Noah followed God, even when everyone else didn't, and God blessed him. The truth is that God will bless you too as you follow him, even when you might be the only one. Don't lose heart. God will never leave you or forsake you. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Genesis chapters 6 through 9. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode as we learn about a man named Abraham. If you'd like to send an email with any questions or comments, you can email us at truthseekersbiblestories at gmail.com. Let me pray for you before we go. Thank you, Father, for your promises to us. Your promises are true and can never be broken. Thank you that we can trust you and rely on you to lead us and guide us and keep us safe. Help us to be like Noah and stand for what is right, even when everyone around us might be doing what is wrong. Give us the courage to obey you, and as we trust you, may our lives be an example of what it looks like to love and follow you to those around us. Amen. Thank you for joining me this week, and I look forward to our time together next week.